Welcome to the Wicked Ones Podcast. This is Jen. And this is Tara. What is new with you this week? Ooh, new with me. <laughs> not 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 a ton, as you can well imagine. Um, but I do, I did, I do have a good flip the script for later for oh, after. That's so exciting. yeah, I've got some some exciting news that I'm gonna share on behalf of like really good friends of ours that I'm just super excited for because 2020 has been their year, and I think everybody needs to hear about a family who is thriving in 2020. That's and, good, because yeah. that's rare. I'm living vicariously through all of their fun and excitement I, and joy. Please mm-hmm. share, because I want to live through them, too. I actually uh, I have a really crazy story that I'm going to share, with permission from my coworker. Oh, and I didn't tell this. you this. <laughs> yes, I didn't tell you earlier, because yeah. I knew that you would uh, appreciate it. So a coworker came up to me the other day when I was at work and was asking me a little bit, like, what's the podcast? What are you guys yeah. up to? What are you what are you doing, Jen? You always have your hands in so many different things. What's Aww. this now? She's super sweet. And I've always I've always admired her. She's she's been um very much a mentor to me. So to for her to show interest in what I was doing was very Aww. flattering. That's awesome. Uh and then she shared a really just uh brave story about her daughter. So her daughter uh, works in physical therapy, and she works at the Aquatic Physical Therapy Center in Crystal Lake. And she got to work uh, one of the mornings in the past couple weeks. I didn't get exact dates. And when she got there, her boss had told all of the employees that they needed to go and find a missing little girl. They were to canvas the area. Oh. So her boss's husband works for the fire department. And there was a missing little girl that was taken from a grocery store. Oh, wow. Just happened. Minutes. Okay. So she told all of the employees there, we're all, this is what she looks like. Everybody needs to go out and canvas the area. So they split up and she went on foot. So her daughter is 20 years old and went on foot to find a missing child. And she finds her (gasps) over the shoulder of a man and follows them into the woods. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. My heart when oh, she wow. was telling me this story, I thought was going to come out of my chest. Yeah. Oh. She said the girl was the little girl was not crying. She seemed very comfortable, but the man was carrying her kind of up high on the chest so she could see her face, knew the yeah. description, yeah. called 911, stayed on the phone with 911. Um, Three Oaks Forest Preserve in Crystal Lake. Oh my gosh, that is so close. Followed them through there. Oh. While on the phone, telling them to telling the man to stop with the child, on the phone with nine one one, the like nine one one dispatcher telling her follow him, telling her like what orders oh, to give wow. him, blah blah blah. Okay. Holy. Oh wow! So the nine one one dispatcher was telling her what to say. Yeah, <gasps> telling and okay. cops and. She was giving a description of the surroundings and whatever. Cops came. I'm sure it felt like a lifetime walking through there waiting for them to come. I can't even imagine. Oh, wow. I can't even imagine. But the police came and the little girl was was rescued. And this was her father who... There was a custody dispute of some sort. I don't know the whole story. I couldn't find anything online. I, I I don't know the whole story. But he had taken her without permission. 
how many Amber Alerts have you gotten on your on your phone and TV in the last week? Right? Yeah. Yes. It's been crazy. The kids are like, what is going oh, on? Oh, and then the... Okay, so you want to... The tier three yeah. notice today. Oh, yeah. I was sitting in traffic. You could hear everyone's phones going off in sequence. It was disgusting. Really? Oh, it just... It was... You could hear it coming from people's cars, but anyways. But thank God when there's an Amber Alert and everyone in traffic is knowing what to, you know, what, what to, to look go for. for but, oh, like to I'm hear sure. it is just so, there's like a stop yeah. in time. What's it like to be in traffic? I can't, I can't remember. <laughs> Fill yes, me you in. don't know. <laughs> well, you know, it's pretty glorious. Uh, so I just thought that was an incredible story. I mean, her daughter's only 20 and of course she was... It's amazing. She, she was, didn't know that that was the kid's father. That could have been some knew. crazy. Nobody knew. Nobody knew. And I was, I told her, my coworker, I, she was concerned too because she was saying, what if he would have, yeah. what if he was trying to lure her into the woods? She chased him into the woods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally would have done it too. Lure her you into the too. woods. Yes. You would have. Yes. We would have been like, because you're on a mission. that girl. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So then that's what her daughter said. She said she knew she didn't even think about the consequences. She didn't think about it, whether he had a weapon or what his motive was or why. She just knew that was a little girl and she was taken. And Yeah, she, and, if she could save her life. And you don't know what situation she's in. But yeah, that's what I was thinking when you were telling me this. I didn't, I wasn't expecting it to be the father. I was expecting it to be somebody with. And I don't think she found that out until later. Oh, wow. Wow. Crazy. Good for her. So, Way to go. Shout out. That's that's amazing. That's amazing. That is a brave, oh. brave person who has set out to do great things. And of course, working in physical therapy mm-hmm. and her mom. I know she has to be an amazing person anyways. Aww. But you know. Way to go. That's way to go. I love her. that story. Thank you for yeah. sharing. Thank you for waiting to share it with me because that was it's not what you were expecting, one. right? No, that's no. not what I was expecting. When she said she chased her into chased him into the woods, I thought I was gonna throw up. Oh god! Because it reminds me of a scary movie. Like, don't chase oh. him up the stairs. Don't chase him into yeah. the woods. Don't go to the dark parts. Yeah. Wow, that was that a was... good one. That's a good opener to our bonus episode that we don't know which way it's gonna go. It's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be interesting. But you know what? Why not? We're we're new. We're finding our. We're kind of finding our spot and what we want to do. And so what we what we figured we would do is because this month has five weeks, each of us usually take two stories a month. And now we're, we're like, what can we do for a bonus? So today we're going to do female male serial killers, the difference. We're going to talk a little bit about how they differ and why and just a few little tidbits here and there. Kind of like our little, here's a cool side note. This whole episode is going to be full of side notes. <laughs> the <laughs> whole episode is a side It's just note. one big side note. Yeah. So, did you want to start with your, the, with your yeah, study? Yeah. So, uh, one of the first things that caught my attention was a study that was done at Penn State. So, Penn State University professor, psycho- psychology professor, Marissa Harrison, she set out and was orig- originally documenting the means, motives, and histories of female serial killers, primarily in the United States in the past 200 years. And she had never really considered how little was documented about female serial killers until she was approached by a curious undergraduate, undergraduate, undergraduate (laughs) in uh, 2014. 
she brought that interest with Penn State colleague Adam Jordan Gott and Albright College's Susan Hughes. They collaborated and they did a new study comparing female and male serial killers and looking at those differences from a evolutionary psychological perspective. And it's cool because I remember seeing just it's in bits in my research from this study and I, I know where you're going and I love so it. So it sounds it. like, I mean, it's a mouthful, but it really is very Oh, yeah. Basic and cool. Just down to basic instincts, exactly, is what you're... Yeah. yeah. they So they examined, uh, through the ideas and concepts of evolution, the differences in male and female behaviors in crime, and they found they have a powerful correlation with the primal hunter-gatherer theory. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think you said you had found that as well. I did. Yeah. Oh yeah. I found a lot of information on, you know, why, and when you put it together, it, it just goes. It makes so yeah, much sense. It does. And this goes against everything that was said by a uh, famous FBI profiler, Roy Hazelwood was, I mean, he was a pioneer in the time. Oh yeah, he was. Mm -hmm. And in the beginning he was very, uh, famous in sexual profiling of criminals. And mm -hmm. he, he was quoted saying, there are no female serial killers. And I wrote that down in mine, too, because I thought that was interesting. And that actually, that was a popular myth for a really long time. It, that was as late as 1998. That, that wasn't that long ago where they were like, mm -hmm. ah, there's no female serial killers. You can't count X, Y, Z back there. They don't, they don't count. They don't count. No. Which we found that although female serial killers are really rare, they do exist. And they mm -hmm. make up about... 15% of the serial killers. So. Well, and I think, in my opinion, I think female serial killers, from what I've learned during our research, are almost scarier than, like, the, the stalker, ripper, slasher guy that's that you're kind of on the lookout for. This is, like, your sweet next-door neighbor Sunday school teaching nurse that's... They're very cunning. It's scary. Yeah. So funny you say that because... Um, one academic study suggests that the very first serial killer ever noted in history was a woman by the name of Lokista, Lokista, hmm. and she was a serial killer and assassin in Rome over 2,000 years ago, really? and she was famous for her skill with poisons. And that's typically what we see with yeah. female serial killers. Well, because... And I think from what I've read, too, a lot of it is because they don't have that sexual drive when they're killing. So they just want to get it over with quick, easy, not very messy. We're going to move on after we get what we need. They have, you know, they have other things that they're concerned about. Yeah. Yeah. Human life to them is nothing. It's like a piece of trash. They don't even think twice. It's not a big deal for them. Because their motive is different. Very different. So they used previous data that they collected on 55 male and 55 female serial killers who committed their crimes in the United States between 1856 and 2009. The study in the study of serial killers crimes were defined as premeditated intentional killing of three or more victims with a cooling off period between killings of at least one week. Mm -hmm. So they made sure their study was pretty, you know, yeah, they were across the board. Yeah. It wasn't random. Mm -hmm. That's good. And Something that I would totally expect from you. I was really... The when statistics? You, yes. I you started going myself. and you're like, this is really great because they have, you know, this number and it's in two and it's 55 <laughs> and 55. And I was like, oh my 
god, this is where Jen's science totally geeks out, and she's very excited. <laughs> I can't control myself. <laughs> it's terrible. I'm I like, it. and then they said at 27%. Oh my god. Um, it's amazing because you've got like all the statistical data and I'm like, yeah, I, I looked at like 10 different things and I, I wrote all sorts of crazy side notes <laughs> and I'm really excited to share. It's okay. That's what we... That's Disorganized what we versus organized. <laughs> this is what we, we work well together. Yeah. So out of the 110, there were very obvious differences in the main characteristics of the male and female serial killers. One being a majority of the female serial killers came from middle or upper class backgrounds and were college educated, opposed to the male serial killers who were less educated and came from lower class backgrounds. Uh, Nearly half of the women used poisoning to murder their victims, while men Mm -hmm. preferred asphyxiation or shooting, Mm -hmm. which... We kind of, yeah. I mean, in our experience of studies, we find that very accurate, right? Oh, absolutely. Poison usually, even you know, asphyxiation or drowning for women is is has tend is common depending on who you're looking at in history. I know they had a very specific target group that they were studying, but yeah, yeah, for sure. And then, you know, with men, it's it's more from what we've learned because you know I'm an expert now. (laughs) After I read all of these articles, I know everything. So everyone else's expertise (laughs) came into your brain. It's all right here, and I'm just throwing it at you. But, um, but I thought that was interesting. And then of course men use right their brute force. They want to shoot or strangle. Well, because theirs is more of a sexual component, and for them, even if they're not raping a victim, getting that sexual control. Right. It's exactly. It's it's just a different it's just their their motive is just very different. And you can see that in the way that they kill. The men almost need that bludgeon that they want to see the terror in their victims' eyes and they want to They're kind of messy. Yeah. Where women don't don't want to make a mess. They don't Mm -hmm. want to clean anything up. Mm -hmm. And I almost wonder for most of the serial killers, not that I read this, but it's almost probably like a high that they can't control and they don't care if they're making a mess. You know, they probably mm-hmm. look at it after and go, oh, it probably, probably wasn't a great idea. But yeah, of course, women are more calculated. So they are. So the study found the biggest uh, difference between the two serial killer groups appeared into the victims that were chosen. 90% of the female serial killers victims were someone familiar to the killer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Men were much likely to target strangers. Yep. Yeah, that's what I read too. 85% of male serial killers' victims were strangers, opposed to less than 15% of female serial killer victims are strangers. Mm-hmm. And this very much, you know, in supporting the hunter-gatherer theory, 65% of male serial killers were found to stalk their victims before murder, opposed to 3% of female killers. Because mm-hmm. they're stalking their prey. They're hunting. Yeah, they're hunting. Uh-huh. And women are gathering resources, right? Yeah. Like money and, and so, yeah. things for so profit. So female serial killers are gatherers. Yeah. They're three times more likely to, mo- to be motivated by financial gain compared to male serial killers. The financial gain is what represents the gathering of mm-hmm. resources oh, yeah. or the yeah. collecting. The male serial killers are hunters because they stalk their victims and they are 10 times more likely to have a sexual motivation in their crime, which obviously is a poor form of mate seeking. It's really not a good thing to kill your mate, (laughs) but it still goes along the line of 
hunting and mm-hmm. kind of being that dominant. Well, it's, it's almost like people who are, well, for male serial killers, sure, maybe they have that mate, but it's disposable mate. You know, it's, it, they have to relive that fantasy over and over with different people. It's very strange. It's, or in the case of Ted Bundy, right? He found yeah. someone that he didn't want to kill. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know, right? Yeah, no, I, I totally, I get it. It's, it's crazy. I, and I never even thought about it in the hunter gatherer aspect until I read this article mm-hmm. and it totally makes sense. And then I just kind of made a couple notes about the female serial killers. So let me know if this was or wasn't on your list or if you have anything else to add. Yeah, yeah. So female circulars are, they're, they come from fairly mundane backgrounds. Um, their primary weapon is poison, but they mm-hmm. also are known to smother, burn, choke, or bludgeon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Their victims are often newborns, children, elderly, or ill people. Mm-hmm. I, I read that too, yeah. Because they're usually caregivers. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, of course, the victims are most often those who knew them and trusted them. Which is just uh, so nearly just the worst all of, part of it. Yeah, nearly mm-hmm. all of their victims are someone they know or even their, unfortunately, their own family members. Oh, yeah. Well, look at the giggling granny, right? Yeah. I mean, she didn't hesitate to kill anyone. Mm-hmm. It's like they don't have that maternal instinct. I mean, obviously, but they don't, they don't show any connection with anybody, right? Like they don't seem to really, again, it goes along with what I read about them just not valuing human life. I agree 100% because they're after that reason, what I wrote down. Uh, So they usually have justification, at least Mm -hmm. in their mind. Yes. There's a reason behind their killing. It may be money or convenience. Somehow they will benefit from that death Mm -hmm. and they're willing to make it happen so it might be to get a spouse out of the way or it might be out of even revenge Mm -hmm. but somehow in their head they can justify it and not lose sleep at night absolutely and even if they gain something that we would think is so small and just you couldn't you know fathom the reason it just in in their mind there must have been another that and another reason, you know, like you said, revenge or just, you know, one less mouth to feed or who knows what goes yeah, through their mind. They can, however they can justify it, but in their head, they think it's okay. And most of them are described as having above average attractiveness, mm-hmm. which they use to elude suspicion because they're yeah. pretty and yeah. they can get by and they also take on jobs that are very stereotypical feminine Mm -hmm. so people don't question them because they're helpers like you said exactly nursing teaching they're They're caring for people how could they possibly have hurt someone but this gives them access to vulnerable victims yes it does it's Uh it's very very typical and then one example that i found was the death house landlady Oh, I saw a little blurb on Did her. Did you see? Yeah. Oh, Dorothea Montaval Puente. She was a grandmotherly looking woman who ran a boarding house for the elderly. Mm-hmm. But she would take all of their social security checks and cash them for her own use and kill all who complained. Wow. And when was this? Did it say what year? Oh, you know what? I could probably find it. Because I was actually it. wondering what year it was. I can I can go back and look. I didn't write down the year. Well, if you see it while we're talking, yeah, I'll look at yeah. it while we're talking. 
um, that was, it was crazy because she was mm-hmm. praised for her kind heart. But she was uh, taking everyone's checks and taking yeah. them straight to the bank. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not surprised. She fits the mold. Uh, so, in all reality, although female serial killers are, they're rarely studied, they are fairly common and the fact that we think that they're not capable of being serial killers is a really unfortunate misconception. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, until it's too late. Mm-hmm. So our societal unwillingness to believe mm-hmm. that women are capable of these things lets them get away with their crimes. Yeah. Well, and like you said, and I hate to bring up Ted Bundy again. I don't know why it's like in my in my mind. But when you said the attractiveness and how they get to elude because of the way a certain way that they look, and it's people like that that people think they're attractive, they're upstanding, they have a a job and a you know, they drive a nice car. I mean, I don't know if his car was considered nice back then, but it was yeah, probably clean, yeah. and he had a good job and house, and he had a girlfriend, and he didn't look like your suspect. No, and this these are the things that allow women to get away with murder and get away with their crimes much longer. Mm-hmm. And uh, this article said, on average, female serial killers are able to evade arrest for twice as long as men. Mm-hmm. That's a long time. Yeah. And this is probably a funny side note, because this is full of side notes, but this reminds <laughs> me of the Bernstein Bears book that we read. Oh, wow. I can't... How? <laughs> <laughs> because we talk about bad apples. Oh, okay. So I'm always talking to my kids about how just because someone looks pretty or mm-hmm. well put together or they have a nice car does not make them a good person. How a perfectly good apple, when you cut it in half, like in the mm-hmm. Bernstein Bears book, is rotten on the inside. Yeah. So, so when you were doing the artwork for the Wicked Ones, you were like... <laughs> I was totally thinking of the apple and the yes. Bernstein Bears. <laughs> the Bernstein Bears and all things wicked because it's a delicious apple that's rotten. That's awesome. No, um, I love that. That's so funny. But I always, you know, one thing I always yeah. tell the kids too, it, it, things aren't always what they appear, right? Yeah. And I think that goes really along with being yeah, else. It, it is, and it's just, it's definitely a good thing to talk about today with social media. And I find that most, it, we talk about this sometimes, right? It's the people that are out there saying how happy and awesome their life is on social media are usually the ones that are struggling the most. Mm-hmm. And the people that are quiet, Usually doing all right, yeah. you know, like the people that are like, I love my husband <laughs> 90 times a, a week. So we're getting divorced <laughs> next week. Yeah. And not to knock no, divorce or not anything, at all. but I hate to, I feel like, no, but, but the you're, persona. everybody's shocked, right? You're mm-hmm. like, what? You guys had date night seven days a week and mm-hmm. you know, you were always, and then you're, you know, because then it makes you feel bad going, oh, God, we haven't had a date night in seven months. And here they go, you know. I was like, well, every night what's my husband look like? <laughs> yeah. And then you find out all is not well. Yeah. And really, you just need not to, always about, you know. yeah, outward appearances can be very, very misleading. Yeah. And like I said, women serial killers, they very much take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. And then... A couple notes I wrote about males, and then I'll let you oh, yeah, I just tell me a couple of your stories. Things. So, obviously, we talk about how male serial killers hunt, right? They mm-hmm. stalk. Yeah. So, that very much reflects the ancestral tendencies of, mm-hmm. of a hunter. And the single biggest driver for male serial killers is sexual compulsion. Mm-hmm. So, it doesn't. they don't necessarily need to rape their victim to have a sexual component. Mm-hmm. Or drive in the crime. 
No, they just get off on the torture and the fear and the control and the domination and yes, the power. Yes, the yeah. humiliation, yeah. Yeah. the sadictual, like the violence. Yes, mm-hmm. very much. And then male murderers are usually compelled to kill more than once, whereas female killers, they're motivated for, like I said, that monetary mm-hmm. composition. So they, I'm sure there's they can, more of a cooling off period. For yes, them. their cooling off period is much longer than mm-hmm. a male. Which is probably another reason they evade capture. Right. And males, there's usually, in some aspects, it's a little bit harder because a lot of times the victim isn't even important, right? Because it's a stranger. Mm-hmm. So that opposed to a female, obviously females, we don't look at because we don't think they're capable of these things, but then male have that where they kind of evade their crime a little bit longer because they're more likely to attack a stranger. Mm -hmm. So there's no putting two and two together. People are wondering why this poor woman was attacked on the street. Yeah, yeah. So you're right. In terms of that, you would almost think that women serial killers would go down faster because you're like, it's your husband. And your child, and then your 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 mother in law. Yeah. But now they're like, "Here's a casserole. We're so sorry for you. You had the flu, and oh, you know That's what I mean." So sad. Yeah. Crazy. Because they um, I feel like they are more manipulative in that way, mm-hmm. where they can gain the trust, like the giggling right. granny. Right. Or it it's not even on somebody's radar. They thought, oh, that guy had a heart attack, and then something else happened. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's. I think it's less likely now than it was then, but yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Now you, everything's in question, but as it should be. So I talked a lot about statistics. Oh, no, that's it's okay, but that's your, that's your love. <laughs> so, I apologize to everyone who had to go through my statistics. No way. There's tons of people out there, I bet, that are going to listen and be like, oh, she's speaking my language. They're getting excited about those statistics. Tara has fun facts. I do have crazy, I mean, I don't, they're all over the place, but. Um, so some of the things that I wrote down that we didn't cover, and I'll just kind of go through here and look around, but I, I do know one thing I noted that I thought was interesting is that men tend to be given names like Slasher, Night Stalker, Jack the Ripper, whereas females tend to get the cutesy names, you know, like Jolly Luck Widow or, you know, even Belle, I wrote mm-hmm. down, she was Hell's Princess. I mean, come on, mm-hmm. you know, and that so, is so true. You know, that's just one of the things that I thought was really interesting. And I think that just kind of goes along with what you said about society not wanting to think that females are capable of doing something like that. I mean, they just don't, you know. So I had that. And then I, um, of course, I wrote down about how women tend to kill men who are emotionally and physically close to them, like a Charlotte's Web killer. And I thought that was an interesting term. Something that my that dad and I were talking about. And he's like, oh, like a Charlotte's Web Killer. And I was like, wait, what? Because I hadn't heard that term before. And he said, yeah, you lure, lure them into your web. And yeah. then and I was imagining like the spider eating this fly. And I was like, oh, God. But <laughs> so, but it makes sense, right? Because, you know, you've got the children and the, and the elderly. And it's just so sad that they don't, that they don't discriminate. And they, they can't feel that empathy and love like we just we can't wrap our minds around how they're able to do these things right it's just no it's crazy completely insane one other thing that I had too was remember our our awesome girls day snack day the very first one that kind of happened by a happy accident and we watched sharp objects so those of you who are out there reading that read that book and maybe saw oh such a good series on HBO please go watch it if you've read the book and you don't know what I'm talking about I love it was good read the book before you watch the show always read the book first right but it's so good 
Yeah, it was really good. And in that situation, the mom, she had that Munchausen's by proxy. And so in that instance, if you don't, you know, for those of you who don't know what that is, it's it's where a caregiver, usually a, a mom, makes their children or the people that they're caring for sick for sympathy um, or attention. And if that child so happens to die, eh, a little bit more attention and sympathy goes right along with it, mm-hmm. you know? So and I thought it that... Yeah. I mean, no matter, even if they're just caring for this chronically ill child, just woe mm-hmm. is you. It's so well, all sad. All the attention I from can. the hospital, the nurses and the doctors, and then the people in the community. Yeah, and, it's... And they thrive on that, which is just sick and awful. But that's... That's, that's a, a good, thing. Yeah. So that, that's another one that I kind of wrote down that was was interesting. Um, and then, of course, like couples that kill. Usually, it's it said that usually females are the submissive ones. So in the, I don't know, you remember, you remember the Gal- Galego murders? I never, I didn't dive too deep in it, too, but the, the wife who was the other half of the team, I do remember her re- her saying, even though she went to prison, I mean, she was a part of this whole team. They were, you know, taking in these young women for her husband to rape and torture right. and Did they know. live under the bed or something like that? Is that this one? I can't I, I almost think they were like traveling in a van. I, again I didn't dive mm-hmm. into the story so I'm probably telling I'm probably, you wrong. Yeah, and I'm probably blending it with a couple other the same stories. It could be, but I just remember her saying that she was one of the surviving victims. She was saying that, you know I, I don't know how she explained that away because she obviously was was in it with him. But Again, you know, she was probably the more submissive and just went along with whatever. And then you have, you know, people like Rosemary West, who I know you want to cover one day. And I think that would be a great one for you. She is super sick. And she was probably the more dominant one, I would say, in the relationship. So I'll let you cover her. She goes against the norm. She goes against the norm. And I wrote down another big exception Eileen Warnos. So if you remember, if anybody out there has seen Monster, which I actually haven't. She skyrocketed in pop culture when Charlize Theron played her in this movie, Monster. But also because she was the first serial killer the media paid attention to and portrayed her, you know, as being as deadly as a male serial killer, killing like a man. So this is what I think she was actually, if I remember reading right in one of my notes. Um, oh, yeah, right here. The lack of awareness in public in the public eye of female killers would attribute for her being incorrectly called the first female serial killer. But really, it was just the fact that, like I said, she she killed like a man. She she killed outside of her comfort um, her comfort zone, which really because she killed outside of her home. But I, I wrote down too. She was also kind of a transient. She didn't really have, you know, she was kind of a like a vagabond lifestyle. So it says just because I have my computer here that she was a prostitute, a former prostitute who murdered her clients. So y- yes. Or is that just the movie? No, that's that's exactly right. I mean, she had a she, honestly, she had a horrific childhood. I can't even imagine the stuff that she went through. Yeah, we should dive I mean, into this. We really deeper. should. She she was abused left and right. She was kicked out of the house. She was she was treated like I, it's it breaks my heart her backstory. Um, but then yeah, she okay. she went on to basically prostitute prostitution because she needed she needed to figure out a way to survive and then she started picking up these men and she would you know she would kill them i think she claims that she was brutally raped and beaten by a client 
Mm-hmm. So she kills him in self-defense. That's what she said. It said her story changed back and forth, but again, we, we really probably need to dive into this one because it's interesting. Because again, she did, she killed outside of her home. She yeah. used a gun, like would be more of a, a male style of killing. She killed strangers instead of close friends or family. And she killed for personal gratification or revenge. She right. also left her victims on the road on the side of the road, which is not a typical female move in any in any is way. She's still alive. No, she was killed. Killed. Uh, executed. She was executed. She was she was put to death, lethal injection. And she she said she was gonna be back though. I remember reading that. She said she's coming back. Big mothership like uh what's that movie? Independence Day? Yeah. Oh yeah. So. Wow. We need to dive more into this. I remember the movie coming out, and I remember in a short blip at that time kind of looking into it mm-hmm. more, but it's, yeah. Well, and I I thought it was funny, too. I read that she became a cultural icon, unlike your average Black Widow killers, because, and I quote, she defied stereotypes and did not kill demurely as societal norms dictate that a woman should. So... I guess psychology today has a sense of humor because I thought that yeah, was... Yeah, that's ironic. That that was interesting. Yeah, so I mean, I think we pretty much covered um, covered everything that I had except for some, some other random things here. But I did come across one that I think I want to do, and that's the Countess Elizabeth Bathory. She was seen as possibly the most prolific female serial killer. And this was in the late 1500s, early 1600s. So this is a long time ago. So she was... I'll just give you the the quick rundown. She was a countess in Hungary. Uh, After her husband died and left her in charge of the castle and surrounding village, it was said that she tortured, sexually assaulted, and killed hundreds of young girls and women. Lore has it, actually, that she bathed in their blood to stay youthful. Uh, Your guess is probably as good as... The next, and and then a uh, a notebook of her victims was discussed when they were kind of deciding what to do with this woman. And um, it was said that she had roughly 650 names written down. So that's that's, that's an a lot incredible of names. list of, of possible victims. And she was never tried for her crimes and was made to basically stay on, on house arrest until her death. But, I mean, and so my notes on her was that she obviously didn't kill for gain. I mean, she, she owned half the land and she was mm-hmm. in this big mm-hmm. castle. But... The one thing that I noted that was interesting about her, and again, I might cover her, so I don't know how much I should say, but she had she had suffered from epilepsy as a child, and back then, you know how they had their head weird... Trauma. Uh, well, yeah, maybe head trauma. I didn't really think about that. But the cure for epilepsy was that you, when you were coming out of your fit or whatever, you had to take in the blood of a, of a non-sufferer, so they were, like, giving you blood, and then at the very end of everything, you had to, to like, basically consume a chunk of skull. From a non-sufferer. This was how they they treated. You know how they were back yeah, then. Yeah, they didn't yeah. know what what the hell was going skulls on. Lying sure, I don't I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe they just lied and said like here's and it was something else. But I thought about There's that. Me in science, head trauma. Right, you're like head trauma. <laughs> She's yeah. having seizures. She's banging her head around on those rocks. Yeah, I mean, hey, I'm sure, right? Castles are just made out of stone. Just That's dropping. Crazy though. <laughs> I'm sure it probably wasn't very skulls and blood. So you know, maybe this was her way of avoiding epilepsy, or you know, we could go down so many different paths. But I don't know. So and also there was, of course, Madame Lalaurie, right? She killed and tortured for the pleasure of it, or 
experimental purposes or whatever. Both of them didn't need money. They didn't need anything. So truly, if Bathory was as prolific as they say, I mean, that's that's insane. But again, kind of like the lipstick killer, I was going down the rabbit hole with her and I don't, there's, there's even part of me that's not even sure she committed the crimes. So I would, I would like to dive into that and explain why. I think you should. Uh, and then lastly, the only other thing that I had was just signature versus uh, MO, right? So MO is something that the serial killer needs to do to accomplish their end goal, right? So just picking up hitchhikers or impersonating an officer, or, you know, somebody in the service industry. And, um, and then obviously as the MO evolves, they improve, right? They improve in what they're doing. They adjust. And this is how they, like, serial killers in general, male or female, can avoid capture. And, of course, this kind of comes back to what you said about, you know, males on average can avoid it for about four years. Females usually have a criminal career of eight to ten, but some 30 plus, right? And then there's probably so many more out there that we have. We don't even know about. We don't even know Mm -hmm. about. They've never been caught. So, yeah, so statistically speaking, if I'm speaking your language... Women are better than men at uh, killing. Yeah. And I don't know if that's something that I want us to be better at, but no, apparently... I, not really, but I think <laughs> it sounds accurate. I don't want to say better, but just... They don't get caught. Yeah. Smarter about it as far as if you're going to be a serial killer. <laughs> so, And then there's signature, which is something that the killer does not need to do, such as binding, taking trophies, posing the body after, you know, postmortem. But it's the signature that's usually a tell of why the murder was committed, not the how, right? Like, unlike the MO, the signature remains consistent. So, I, you know me, I love the profiling aspect of all of it. So I thought that was really cool to dive into. But what's crazy is that the murder for female serial killers is often misinterpreted as part of their MO. But actually, this is what I was telling you earlier, the killing aspect is not even always necessary to attain whatever they're trying to get, the goods, the profit, whatever. But for female serial killers... Um, it actually is easier for them to kill because they just don't value human life the way that you or I would, you know. And I, I feel too, I, with everything that I've read, just kind of a blanket statement, men, women, whoever, they do it because they want to, right? That's the end-all be-all, period. We can discuss why in nature versus nurture until we're blue in the face, but really, ultimately, serial killers kill because they like it. They want to. They need you. It's who they are. They yeah. just do it because they like it. And I don't think there's any other reason than that, right? No, I, I agree. We, I mean, we can talk about the different methods in which they kill or how, how they find their victims mm-hmm. and how long it takes for them on average to get caught. All those lovely mm-hmm. statistics. Oh, but yeah. you're right. And the end all be all is they kill because... Yeah. It's easy it. for them. They enjoy it. It's something that they want it to do. It brings them a... It fills a yeah. void that they that they need filled. Sadly. You know? Oh, I did write down this too, that men often start in their 20s, whereas females not later. until their 40s. Yeah, later. So I thought that was interesting. Right? Oh, and then the whole organized versus disorganized, where, you know, we talked about organized killers carefully choose, you know, their victims. They plan ahead. They bring their weapon of choice with them. Their restraints. They take the victim from the scene and dispose of the body. Um, They're more intelligent, keep a tidy home, and usually are very personable, right? They charm their victims. And then, of course, disorganize the very opposite, less intelligent, usually loners, super sloppy. They just act on impulse. They live in pigsties, drive, you know, filthy cars, and have a scattered job history. And what I thought was interesting is that females are usually organized, but the FBI 
created another category altogether to explain female serial killers as mixed. So they're organized because they're planners. They know their weapon of choice. They conceal the evidence of their crimes. But they're disorganized in that they know most of their victims and they leave them at the scene. They don't clean up. Right, they just... You know, but it like but you they said, often don't have to because they're right. smothering babies in their cribs right. or they're right poisoning elderly it people, fits so their, they don't have to clean up. Right, it fits their method. What do you think? Which one's scarier? I think females are much scarier. Mm-hmm. Me too, because they're calculated. Yeah, I mean, well, maybe calculated isn't scary. I don't know, but note I just, to self: do not put me in a home. <laughs> We've got to, we got to have a plan for the future. This is probably why my dad's always like growing up. He's always like, nobody better put me in a home, right? I don't, I can't tell you how many times I've heard that from him, and now I know why, because he knew about well, these I'm people. The opposite. I was like, I'm not staying with you kids. You guys are a bunch of slobs. I can't wait till I can live in a home and get away from you people, right? And so. now you're like, oh, and I'm Susie like, Sunshine yeah. down the hall is trying to kill me. She's spiking my pudding. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm going to be worried about it, though. No, I agree. I agree. I hope that we... I don't know. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> I don't know where we're going to end up. I don't up. know. And I don't know who we can trust, but uh, it still fascinates me. And that's why we're here and why we're talking about it. Cause... Yeah. So hopefully you guys got a few tidbits out of that. And you know what? Let us know what you want to hear for bonuses. We want to hear from you guys. Or if you don't like bonuses, yeah. just, just say, you know say, what? Stop bonuses. Nice try, but <laughs> that bonus is not going to work for me. <laughs> but hey, we gave it a shot and uh, we were thinking that our next one, what was it going to be? January, February? Okay. Uh, it was going to be March. Was it March? And it was going to be profiling. about profiling. Yeah. yeah. So that is female versus male serial killers. And now you have flipped the script. I do. I have a Tell good flip. I have a really good flip the script. So it my good friend that I went to college with played volleyball with her. Super sweet. Love her to death. Her whole family is just they're just awesome people, right? They're this big Italian family and they just they're amazing. They, she grew up in Kalamazoo um and not too long ago, well, it feels like not too long ago, but it was probably more like 20 years ago, right? Maybe 15. After she finished um, college in Michigan and got married and her sisters and, and everybody were married and everything, they all picked up and they moved down to Florida and they live within like a, a couple blocks of one another. So 2020 hasn't been great for everybody, right? But so for her dad, he just got a new lung transplant. So he needed this to survive. And his, this whole backstory on, um, why he needed the, the transplant in the first place is crazy. I remember going over for uh, dinner one night with the family. They always invited me over for dinner. They're the sweetest people. And he was telling us the story of how he and his brothers, uh, brother and sister went to the school and I don't exactly know what state or whatever the school was in, but, um, it caught fire and he, along with some of his other classmates, you know, were standing at the windows, like, lowering the kids out to safety. And from what I remember, everyone got out okay, but because of the smoke in the building, almost everybody that was in the school that day has had this lung issue and has passed away into like adult. Lung into damage. adult. Yes. Like, it was just so bad. He lost his um, so it's twin really brother. Like burning asbestos at that age. I think that's exactly what was going on. So, I mean, pretty much everyone that was at that school that day 
pass yeah. away from this same, you know, if they made it into adulthood, I want to say it started affecting them in their like 50s, 60s, that kind of a thing. And so he needed this transplant. He rocked it. He got the lung. He's home. He's better. I'm just, it made me so happy. I was kind of following along on Facebook and the whole neighborhood um, got together and they did like these big bright ribbons on the trees to welcome him home just to say like, we're so, we're so happy you're here and congratulations. And, and then Lisa, she just had her third little baby last week. Oh yeah. So it's been a really, so two miracles for a little girl and her dad and she just posted a picture of them sitting together and I thought oh my heart is precious yeah so I'm kind of you know living um through the joy of what they're what they're going through and then her other sister just got married so they're they have a lot to celebrate this year that's great yeah so it's been a great year for them so congrats congrats, congrats, congrats. we're very happy for your dad and your sweet little baby oh yeah the whole family I'm sure they're just so thankful for all their blessings this year. It's amazing. So that was a good, I thought that was a good heartwarming flip the script. Just so you all know that there's some really good things going on out there. And yeah, so then when we see you guys again, we'll December. have a story um, for you. A real one. <laughs> a real story. And I have a good story. Oh, and I can't I cannot wait. wait to tell you. You keep it. telling you guys. me. So in December, we're doing kind of like holiday mm-hmm. homicide type. I don't want to call it a theme, but yeah, yeah, we're gonna talk about unfortunate tragedies that happen in around the holiday season. Yeah, it sounds like a good one for this year. It's a good one, I promise you. Guys. Oh, You're I gonna enjoy wait. it. I can't wait. I'm almost. It's like I, a two. It's like it's get two parts to it. Really? Yeah. Well, I almost don't even want to. I haven't researched yet for my story, and I'm afraid to because I don't want to come across. I don't think you're you gonna think come I'm across going to? this one. Okay. No, okay. I really don't think you're going to. God, how do you find these amazing stories? I dig and dig and dig. And you always find like this, oh, I found this awesome story that nobody's ever talked about ever. <laughs> it's just amazing. <laughs> and I try so hard and I'm like, oh, I got this one for you. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that one. Okay, bring it on. Well, I unfortunately. <laughs> but I love it too because you usually I can surprise you. usually you. give me more like facts that I didn't know or you straighten out something that's been a little bit more gray and I'm like okay okay so that's what was said you know yeah so you you fill in the gaps I appreciate that cool I'm good for something that's great (laughs) (laughs) yeah all right good night y'all yep good night